Hey everybody, this is Dr. Kevin Kukaro from Straight Shot Health Talk. Now just a quick heads up, there will be a giveaway for today's episode. Um, make sure you pay attention to the deadline at the end for the, what the giveaway time frame will be in case you're listening to this at a much later date. So anyway, enjoy the interview, listen through to the end to hear what the giveaway is, hint it's related to the topic, as well as how to enter for this episode's giveaway. All right, folks, on with the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. This is your host, Dr. Kevin. And my guest today is Diana Koulian. Uh, Diana is the proprietor of the website realhealthyrecipes.com. And there she provides free recipes on how to hack your diet by replacing ingredients such as grains, glutens, and sugars with healthier alternatives. Now, if you haven't seen Diana's website, I highly recommend checking it out because the food pictures alone are absolutely delicious looking. My favorite by far is the one for apple cider donut holes, which I'm hoping to make this weekend. But there's also a couple other things that I like about Diana and her website. Number one, she's a real person. Now, what I mean by this, she isn't some ultra-educated ivory tower professor of nutrition who goes ahead and just tells you a bunch of don't eat this, go eat that blanket statements, or goes into the deep biochemistry of broccoli, which may be interesting to some, but doesn't really get you closer to eating better or healthier. Instead, she's a busy mother of two young children who decided to take control of her family's health with nutrition. Then once she decided to eat real food, which we'll talk about in a second, she began taking standard recipes like donut holes and hacking them into delicious real food alternatives. Now, she also understands, being a busy mother, that most people don't have hours and hours and hours of time to spend in the kitchen, so our recipes reflect this. So this is a very exciting guest for me. Diana, thank you for joining us today on Straight Shot Health Talk. Hi, Dr. Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So we kind of came back on your, your background just a little bit, but mm-hmm. do, can you fill in some holes there for the listeners? Sure. Well, like you said, you know, uh, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a chef. I'm a mother of two children and um, a former personal trainer. And, um, you know, just as a young mom trying to figure out what what am I going to feed my kids so that they have the best nutrition, you know, the year my son was born, the statistic came out that our children now had a shorter life expectancy than we did. And I have to tell you that really affected me and and just put me on this mission to give my kids the best that I could as far as nutrition. And so that's kind of where where I came from. I read dozens and dozens of nutrition books and diet books um, to try to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to feed these kids and how am I going to make it you know, taste good and be appealing at the same time. Now, that, that's that's interesting. Actually, uh, we had another guest on who said something very similar because that is an absolutely startling statistic that we're now having this first generation that is not going to live longer than we are. And it's just a, it's shocking and shameful in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I just I had to take, you know, personal responsibility for my own children. And I, I knew that nutrition was a huge part of that. Yeah, and that's a that's a great point because we're you know there's a this deluge of advertising and commercials and happy meals and McDonald's and those things, but ultimately we can point the finger all we want, but it comes down to choices that we make both for ourselves and for our families. That's so true, and I like to say you know we live in a toxic food culture. <laughs> you know it's everywhere around us, and you know my kids are at the age now where they're trading food at lunch. <sighs> My son is nine, and he just started telling me, you know, oh, pa- pack me more of those gluten-free cookies. They're very tradable. 
And it's like, you know, it's everywhere. So it's really the responsibility is on us to make sure that when they're home and, and the food that they're, they grow accustomed to is, is wholesome and it's real and it's not this, you know, chemically enhanced, processed, packaged, so-called food that's everywhere around us. Yeah, and it has to taste good. And the mm-hmm. second part about that, what I also love about your website, is the fact that the parents have to be involved as well. You can't just say to kids, "Eat your vegetables" if you're right. not eating them. You know, they're gonna they model your behavior, and you have to do it. And so it makes sense to make things that not only are healthy for you, but that taste good for everyone involved in this process. Right, and that's why I love you know, like you mentioned the donut holes. Like, who doesn't want a donut hole? You know, but then when you when you look at the recipe. I'm using real food ingredients and creating something, you know, that the kids natu- they're programmed to like and to want it. And so it, it makes it so much easier. So let's touch on that a little bit more because we mentioned in the introduction. What do you consider or what, what, what should we talk about when it comes to real food? What is real food? Sure. Well, you know, the easiest way, and I'm stealing this from Michael Pollan, but it's would your grandma recognize the ingredients? You know, is this is this from the earth? Is this you know, is this a food item that we've had for centuries? I think that that's the key. And you also have some more specifics on your website about some eating guidelines that you follow. Can you talk about those a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have a hierarchy. Um, You know, the the things that on the real healthy recipes, um, you know, just meal plan, diet plan is, you know, fresh veggies eggs, lean meats, and fish. It's kind of like that should be the bulk of what you're eating and what you're cooking. And then, you know, nuts and fruits are there too, but that's less than the uh, than the first four. And then the things that I don't include are grains, dairy, soy, cane sugar, and gluten. And I also like what you put on there is not a diet. Right. <laughs> yeah not a diet. This is a guideline for selecting your everyday meals. That's so true because when, you know, people start and stop diets all the time. That's like just even the term diet almost implies like it's going to be a temporary thing. And so, you know, what I've done and what I encourage, you know, my blog readers to do is just this is the kinds of foods that you eat. You know, this is this is these are your options and this is what you build your, you know, your your lifestyle around. Yeah, and it makes so much sense when you're eating healthy foods. Now, it was interesting. I'm just going to break off just briefly here. I went to a conference, uh, the Mayo Nutrition and Wellness Conference, and they were doing this review of diets. And what they talked about was the fact that if people go on a diet, in fact, all these popular diets, almost everybody on these diets, if they're actually adhering to them, will lose weight. But the problem is no one's talking about the nutrients that you're putting in the body, how you're feeling during this process, or whether it is sustainable or not. And really the question is making something, a change that is sustainable that you can maintain forever. Right. And you know, as a, as a parent, something that you can also have your family eat and that they're going <laughs> to join you in, you know? Oh yeah. Kids, we have two of our own and it is always an interesting experience when we introduce something new. And, you know, speaking about just all the different diet plans out there, this is something that honestly for years I, I fell into this trap of reading up about the, you know, the latest diet and really immersing myself in it and then not seeing the results that I wanted, moving on to the next one. And the information is so contradictory <laughs> between, you know, I mean, I went, I read the China study and it was like, okay, 
we're going to be vegan, dairy's bad, meat is bad, you know, and then you read the next diet and it's, you know, they all sound scientific. They all sound like they know what they're talking about, but it's completely the opposite of the diet you were just on, which I just got so fed up with that. And that's what really led me to, hey, I'm just going to eat real food. You know, there's no one can argue that eating (laughs) vegetables and fruit and, you know, I I guess some people could argue against meat. But for me, I just go on how it makes me feel, you know. Yeah. And so you've been doing your real healthy way of eating for how long now? Um, It's been about four years that I've come to this point where it's like, okay, I'm done looking at the the next diet and the next research. I am just eating this real food and, you know, just deciding those things that I cut out, you know, the grains and the dairy and the soy and the the cane sugar. Um, So it's been about four years and, you know, I haven't looked back. It's been quite a relief to know, you know, what I'm doing. The the family's on board. (laughs) I have, you know, I'm seeing the results. And I'm able to really make some fun recipes with, you know, with the ingredients that I have. So have you really settled into it? And it, it, this is, as we said, no, it's not a question of diet anymore. This is a lifestyle. Right. Exactly. And what have, your, what have you noticed in your family with your kids and your husband and things? Well, you know, well, my husband, oh my gosh. When we first met, I was vegetarian. I actually gave up meat when I was 12 and I spent the next 18 years as a vegetarian. So when I started eating meat again about four years ago, he was the happiest guy on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy. And my kids, you know, because I was going through this almost like this journey and the search of of what's the healthiest way to eat, you know, ever since they first started eating solid food, I've been feeding them so many vegetables and like green smoothies in their sippy cups. <laughs> and so because of that, you know, they're, they have a, they're very, very uh, receptive to eating healthy food. You know, they're getting to the age where they kind of, they'll roll their eyes sometimes and it's like, okay, friends are coming over, mom, please don't put out anything green, you know, but, but, you know, I think thankfully because I started them so young, they really, you know, are just open to a lot of the healthy food. What, could, uh, would you mind sharing with us some of their healthy picks? Like what is, what is your kids, what do they really like to eat? You know, they love fruits and vegetables. Like we we have so many just fresh foods around. Um, zucchini noodles, that's huge. Um, and the cauliflower rice. I mean, those are kind of staples with our dinners. Um, gosh, my son's palate is amazing. Like he will try anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots of fruits and vegetables. My son's really big on meat. He loves He loves it when I do like, you know, slow cooker meats or braised meats. Um, my daughter's a little less receptive to meat, and I'm kind of blaming that on the first few years of her life when I we were vegan. Um, but but yeah, lots of fruits and vegetables. Fantastic. Oh, and um, what, I also had a little question here about kids with when they're because they're, now you talk about your son's getting older and yep. going out and seeing his friends and going to places or birthday parties, whatever, where they're not eating the way that you do. Right. Um, how does he feel after he eats those other foods? Has he noticed any difference or said anything to you? Yes. And it's funny you say that because we just had this conversation about two weeks ago. Um, they actually were at their grandparents' house. And, you know, my my in-laws, I love them to death. They're notorious for just putting out like the worst food possible when I'm not around. Um, and, you know, my kids scarf it down. 
and I was driving him home and my son is just kind of like slumped over. I'm like, Hey bud, you know, how are you doing? He's like, mom, when I eat bad food, I just feel so bad. (laughs) And it's like, you know, that's good that he's making that connection at the age of nine and he's understanding, you know, when I make that decision to eat this, you know, this, this unhealthy food, it affects the way I feel which means it's affecting your body, you know? No, a- absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, it, it, if they're going to choose to eat that, that there's the consequence to it. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's funny because I think most of us um, have a tendency to eat. Well, we do. I mean, if you look at the American diet in general, we're eating unhealthy. And so we don't even know what it is like to feel like mm-hmm. when you're not in this haze of, of junk that we put in our bodies all the time. That's so true. And when people do, you know, put down the processed food and even just for a few days, eat real wholesome food, that's when, you know, they'll really feel the effect when they go back and and have that pizza or or whatever processed food, you know, you really have that eye-opening moment. Yeah, yeah. So how would you recommend that someone get started if they're going to follow real food? Like if you're going to eat real food, what's an easy way to approach it, do you think? I always tell people who are brand new at this, who are eating just, you know, standard American diet, that the first step is just to start adding fruits and vegetables into your diet. Like I believe in adding in the good stuff before you start really even modifying things in in a in a big way. So just start adding fruits and vegetables to your meals and then slowly from there just start taking out the processed foods. And is there a particular food that you recommend to take away first? Oh, sugar. Sugar? Definitely sugar. Now, that's got to be interesting because uh, they, they put sugar in everything. Oh. And I think a lot of my listeners know this, but with all this fat-free craze, which was oh the only thing that did was make us fatter, right? they replaced everything with sugar. Yes. Yes. So- and, and there's so many different names for sugar now, too, <laughs> yes. that you can't just tell people, hey, look on the package and look for sugar because... You know, it's corn syrup. It's it's now they're saying, you know, like organic cane sugar as if that's any better. Mm-hmm. Better. Yeah. It sounds somehow more healthy. It sounds healthier. <laughs> exactly. But how? How is it healthier? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, so when you're replacing your foods, then what's your what do you replace the sugar with? Well, you know, I actually just did a blog post on that yesterday for um, wholesome sweeteners and if we're talking about, you know, in your cooking, in your baking, there's there's so many options, you know, and, and I was I really went into how, you know, the reason why sugar is so bad, especially this refined sugar, is that it's, you know, it's leaching nutrients out of our body as well as, you know, really giving us too many calories and, and putting us into fat storage mode. But I mean, gosh, from from raw honey, which, you know, is still high in calories, so we need to limit it. But then there's dates, there's bananas, there's, you know, there's a plethora of wholesome ways to lightly sweeten foods. Which will still have some degree of sugar content, but again, it is not the highly processed, refined, right. you know, it'll, it, they all will spike your insulin in some ways, yes. but um, in a less harmful manner. And these, and these wholesome sweeteners are actually bringing, you know, vitamins and minerals and nutrients to the table. Yeah, they're carrying something with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, the other thing is, when people first go off of refined sugar, their palate is is really skewed and and kind of um, over, has been overloaded 
because, you know, as you get accustomed to eating real food and, you know, when a piece of fruit tastes sweet to you, you really start needing sweetness less and less. And so when you start out, a lot of my baking recipes, I'll say, you know, you can use this much honey all the way down to a tablespoon or, you know, no honey. Your palate really adjusts as you get further and further away from the the processed sugars. Oh, that, yeah, I've definitely experienced that. I um, remember when I stopped drinking soda Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what it's been so long now. I don't even remember how long. But if I if I even taste it, I'm like, oh, Ugh. my God, how on the yes. hell did I drink yes. this like liquid syrup? That's I used to. Oh, my gosh. Because I was, you know, in the 90s, that whole fat free phase. Oh, yeah. that was so, like that was so influential on me. And I was like addicted to York peppermint patties. <laughs> and I like fat I think free. Hor- horrible, though, like three years ago. I think my husband gave me one for Valentine's Day and it's like, oh gosh, I haven't had one of these for so long. And it's like, break off a little piece. And it's like, I can't believe I used to eat this. It's so sweet. It's overpowering. Oh, it's not enjoyable, you know, when you're used to just eating real, real whole foods that are, have their own natural sweetness. Now, what do you think is the greatest challenge then for people when they're adopting a a real healthy lifestyle? I think the first challenge is is just weeding through all the noise about what's actually healthy. And, you know, you have all the food, the food manufacturers that are telling you these processed foods are healthy. You know, they're, it's such a huge uh, industry and there's just so much noise. And so I think just being confused and, and not really knowing what is healthy is the first issue. And, and to that, I say, you know, real foods, just real foods, go to your farmer's market or go to your health food store and, and pick up a piece a vegetable, a piece of fruit, you know, something real and, and really start to drown out all that noise. Yeah. You know, I can't remember if it was Michael Pollan or someone else who, who, who really said that look for foods that come with their own packaging. Yeah. You know, if they have plastic yes. or paper or whatever on them, then they're probably not real. Yes, exactly. Oh, geez. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I think we, we make this stuff a lot more challenging than it needs to be. And um, it, it, I'm going to give you a piece of advice that someone told me and you can tell me what your experiences were is really to add color to your diet. And as long sure. as it's natural color, um, that's a good thing. And the other one was take out the white foods. Yep, definitely. All right. All right. So what if you're replacing dairy, what do you replace the dairy with? Um, you know, a lot of times you can just take it out. Um, in some of my recipes, I well, from my raw vegan days, I do make like a cashew cheese, which um, is delicious if you want to add a little, you know, a little creaminess. And then also I use nutritional yeast, which I don't know if you're familiar with it. A um, uh, little bit, a little bit. OK, so it. To me, it, it has, to a lot of people, it has a, a cheesy kind of nutty flavor mm-hmm. and it's kind of like big flakes and actually it has B12 and it's, it's very healthy. But so we'll do that as a sprinkle or I'll like, I'll grind it up with some toasted nuts and then sprinkle that over. So there's a few options. And then um, I use a lot of coconut. So like coconut milk or coconut cream is, you know, a great way to replace milk. And, and now that you said coconut, it just sparked my interest again because <laughs> when I tried to cook with uh, coconut flour, okay, and it was an absolute disaster. 
Yeah, coconut flour absorbs three times, three to four times the liquid of regular flour. <sighs> so that's why it is a little bit tricky, and you have to kind of get used to it or or follow a recipe. <laughs> have you ever used coconut flour like with the almond flour? And is there a good ratio with that that you've ever tried? Um, you're saying replace the almond flour? With well, the- no, you, I, I tried to use, I'm, I'm obviously being very selfish here, everybody, because I'm <laughs> getting my own questions answered, but, um, I tried to, it was a coconut and almond flour and I just couldn't, I don't know, I, I don't know, whatever the balance was, was just, it was so bad. I just. Well, traditionally, typically, because I really do like to use a, a combination uh-huh. because, you know, the coconut flour, um, it's, it's lighter than the almond flour. And with almond flour, are you using almond meal or blanched almond flour? Blanched almond flour. Okay, yeah, because that one's a little lighter. It feels a little more traditional. Um, but usually it's like, you know, you'll use maybe two tablespoons of the coconut flour to like a cup of the almond flour oh, to okay. get like a good consistency. Yeah, with coconut flour, you're never using that much because it just, it really absorbs so much um, moisture from the from the good, baked good. Oh, well, that answered that question. I think there was some... <laughs> Horrible yeah, ratio I did. you got to play around with it or follow a recipe because it can be frustrating. Well, I, now I, that I know about your website, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's good. I, I'm so curious. What were you trying to make? Uh, well, I grew up with something called a Dutch baby, which is okay. often a German pancake. They're big, fluffy, pancakey things. And I love making them. And yeah. uh, my daughter particularly likes those. And I'm like, I'm going to switch this up. And it was just, it didn't do anything. It was this lumpy thing. Is, is that where you make it kind of like in a skillet? Yeah. Yeah. You heat the skillet okay. up and throw it in there and it goes. Poof. Okay. I do have a recipe. I call it puff pancakes. Puff pancakes. All right. Yeah. But it's, you know, I mean, it's not as puffy as like the one with the glutinous flour, but, <laughs> but I, I have made that and I do have that recipe online. All right. Well, I'm going to find that and then I'm <laughs> going to post that in the show notes for sure. Oh, good. All right. Now you also have a book coming up. Let's talk about that. I do. Yes. It's called The Recipe Hacker. And it is, it's comfort foods. So it's just a little over 100 comfort foods. And there's breakfast, there's um, side dishes and snacks, there's main dishes, and then, of course, my favorite, dessert. <laughs> and for those, what's the average prep and meal time, do you think, uh, when when people are looking at those recipes? I'd say about 20 minutes. You know, and there there are the ones that are more labor intensive and then the ones that are really fast. But if we're going to do an average, I'd say about 20 minutes. Yeah, and 20 minutes is not a lot of time. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Diana, I don't want to take too much of your time today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I just also want to announce to all the listeners, this is, uh, we're in the holiday season now. It is 2014, in case you are listening at a later date. And we will be doing a giveaway of Diana's book, which will be available on December 9th as well. Um, Diana, any last words here? You know, I just I just want to encourage people to add that real food into their diet and and just to, you know, just to to let people know that taking action on your diet, it's it's so well worth it, you know, and it, and it's not going to happen overnight. I like to call it a journey because we're really, you know, taking this journey of of you know, changing the way that we eat and and changing our palates, but it's, you know, it's so well worth it. You know, it's like our health and our well-being. And it's when you when you really start eating this healthy food, like it tastes so good. You're it's it's you know, it's very awesome and worth it. So I'm just encouraging everyone out there to to really make an effort 
to start eating more real food. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think your website is a great resource to do it because it takes away so much of the confusion. You have so many wonderful recipes. I love the pictures because then you can visualize it. Right. Um, and it is, it's, it's so important in, in, uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. We got kids that aren't going to live longer than we will, or sh- they should live longer than us. And, uh, right. really it's up to us to be a good example for them. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It was really fun. Well, thank you. And for everybody else, until next time, stay well. All right, folks. Thanks for sticking around to wait for the giveaway here. Also, thanks to Diane Coolian for interview today. It was a great interview. And I really encourage you guys to check out our website, realhealthyrecipes.com. Great info. Again, fantastic pictures and uh, a, a nice way to enter into a real healthy eating lifestyle. Now about the the giveaway. So we're going to give away a copy of Diana's brand new book, which is The Recipe Hackers. They're going to be out on December 9th, 2014. This giveaway is going to go from today until December 9th, 2014 at 11.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you basically have a number of days until that time point. After that point, if you're listening to this at a later date, sorry, the giveaway is over, over but keep checking back because I do like these giveaways and they're kind of fun to do. Uh, now, how would you get to the giveaway? You just go to straightshothealth.com uh, and you will find uh, the post for um, Dinah's episode, which is way, your, how to hack your way to healthy eating. And uh, last little point here is I will also put a link in the show notes as well. So it should be easier for you to access. All right. And again, that will end December 9th, 2014. This is a copy of Diana Coolian's book, the recipe hacker. And this is a great way to start eating in a real healthy lifestyle, avoiding those processed foods so you can feel better and your body can have real nutrition in it. All right, guys, till next time, stay well.